What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Comment Writers. We are a Common Writer review podcast. We're going to talk about Common Writer Gotchard episode 14 today. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, and I'm joined, as always, by my intrepid co-host, Toby Tobes. How's it going, Toby? Is intrepid good? I think it is. Yeah, I I realized I set it out, out and I, I realized I don't really know the full definition, and I, <laughs> and I knew you were going to ask me. It means it means fearless and adventurous. That's what it that's, means. That, that's the best name you've ever called me. <laughs> Thank you. I, I knew it was like vaguely, I knew it was like, I knew the vibe of adventurous, but I couldn't put a word to it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, definitely, it definitely, like, I always took it as... Like a person going on a voyage or yeah, yeah. an explorer kind of thing. So that makes sense. I feel like that's maybe my brain's weird. I have a lot of words <laughs> like that where I know their vibe, but I couldn't redefine them in other words until I look them up. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I, feel I like I, that I, comes I, up a lot. I don't have a good example, but I do know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> like, I happens a lot where I will use a word and I, I will know that I'm using it correctly, but someone will be like, what's that word mean? And I'll be like, uh, let me just look it up real quick for you. <laughs> I feel like well, it always like, makes me look very dumb. <laughs> I also have the thing where, um, there's times where I think I know the meaning of a word, uh-huh. and then it turns out that I don't, and then I'm really confused of like what the word actually meant. Then, so like the other day, to even tie it to the podcast itself, uh, we were looking at someone posts like English translations of one of the chemi cards. And it was oh, yeah, the yeah. the Oda Ripa one, who's basically like a genie belly dancer, right? Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So like the thing was like, oh, uh, it dances sultry and it'll do this or some other word that I always thought. And we can try to find it real quick while we're talking. Vamp, Josh, vamp. So it's not the word sultry. It's the other word that was on the description. No, I don't even think one of the words was sultry. Okay. But it's it's a way in which she danced. Okay. Yeah, I think like it is like belly dancer. Like that that card specifically reminds me of the one uh one race of people from Breath of the Wild as well. Because there's there's that point in that in that game where Link goes and meets them and he has to dress up like a woman to like fit in with their society. I can't remember their name, but I feel like their whole ensemble is very similar to the <laughs> the Oda Ripa vibe as well. I'm not going to find the card now. Can't find it. Oda Ripa. <laughs> but but it was a word you thought you knew what it meant. You you thought you were on board with the meeting and it was it was the wrong one. Yeah. So wait, it was Oh no. Okay. So Oda Ripa, uh it's a gorgeous and supple dancer. That's okay. so supple. Yeah. I always thought was like more more of a sexually charged word i guess me too yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i looked it up because like i feel like it's usually used in conjunction with like talking about boobs yep or like cleavage or something like that so that's why i was like this card seems scandalous and then like the picture on the card seems fine so i was like do i maybe not know what supple actually means so i had to google it at 40 years old i was like maybe i should actually learn the word (laughs) And it just means bending and moving easily. Flexible. <laughs> and the example is her supple fingers. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I mean, that maybe is the definition, but I think in practice, most of the time supple gets used in a sexual context. Yeah. Like, so, like no I, one I is no saying, no, no one chance. is, yeah, exactly. No one is looking 
at something innocuous and calling it supple. Like they're <laughs> they're saying flexible, right? If you start busting out supple, you you want to bang the thing you're talking about. I think that that's fair. I want I'm on board with you here. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, so that, I, that was that that was the the confusing word that it took me a while to find <laughs> where we where we talked about it, but I got there. I, I'm reading a book right now. Um, I guess to, to shout out the book, it's called Triumph: Her Majesty's Hero. Um, it's by a guy named Dan Abnett who writes uh, comics and stuff too. He he actually did the Guardians of the Galaxy series, the one that they made the movie off of. So um, I've really liked his writing for a long time, and I was looking for a book to read, and found that he had written this book. He he writes a lot of uh, Warhammer books as well. So if you're into like Warhammer 40k. He writes a lot of their books. I'm not really into Warhammer 40K, so I was looking for a an original story that he wrote, and and Triumph is one of those. However, <laughs> Triumph is a book that is it's basically set in a world where Spain and England had like conjoined. Okay, They're like do they break? Like everyone says, like we should cut Florida off the United States, and, like kick it in the ocean. Was it like? <laughs> the two countries like magically landlocked or I don't think that they moved any, like um, any land so far, at least that I, where I'm into like yet, but their empires have conjoined basically. Okay. So because they became such a, a massive power, like the, the progression of time has been different and like their, their things that they have advanced got kind of, stunted (laughs) so like (laughs) it's kind of like modern day is what the book feels like but they still like they still fight with swords and they 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 still kind of talk as if it is like medieval fantasy kind of a thing but it is clearly clearly modern day because they have other vaguely modern things and then later you find out in the book that other parts of the world that they have yet to discover like australia is full-on modern like they have like they have their version of like Facebook and the internet and MP3 players and stuff. And it's just England and Spain that are like caught in the olden times. Um, but anyway, it all, the whole book is written in such a way and it uses these like big words that I've never heard of before that I'm looking up probably on average, like two words a page as I'm reading this book. Um, so I'm learning a lot, which is good, but it is a slow, it's a slow read because, and thankfully I'm reading it on my Kindle or I can just highlight the word and it'll, it'll look it up for me. <laughs> but I've never felt dumber than reading this book where again, like at least two words a page, I don't know what they mean <laughs> at all. Not even a clue. <laughs> so like a book like that, I would just read past the words and not even look them up and just like either context clues it or just let it go. Like I, would, I wouldn't even bother yeah. putting that much I- work into something. I would do that a lot of times. Like I'm not above that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If I was reading this book in paper, I would do that. Um, at least to the point where I felt like I was like completely missing out on the plot, which is in the case in some in some of these. <laughs> um, but since I since it is the Kindle and it is easy to look up, I've been looking them up. But this book especially, there's some that like you can't really get it from context clues, and they're so off the wall that like like the thing that they reference that the word is required for is so different than what you were just reading about that you have to know what the word means or else it doesn't go on. Like okay. it's, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. Um, uh, Cause also because the setting is so weird and unique, you never know what like the next thing they're going to talk about is or like where the characters are going to go. Like um, 
it is it's very very strange and very interesting but yeah <laughs> i i haven't had a book like that for a long time where i've had to look up so many words and this one is definitely it's definitely one so this is a this is a good horrible example of that wrapped into a childhood trauma as well <laughs> oh, good. so do you so do you remember the game mist oh yeah oh yeah okay. so if you're younger than josh and i uh mist was like the first like fancy 3d point and click adventure kind of game thing where it's super puzzly and there was a whole different race of people that you never really saw, but you were like in their lands and stuff. And yep. if I remember the spelling of it there, they are called the D it's D apostrophe N I. So I always thought it was either knee or D or D or I mean, there's so many options. So in your head, you just look at the words and you just process the word as like, I know this is the thing. I just mm-hmm. let it go. So I read, there was mist and then there was Riven was Riven. the second one. Riven. Yeah. Riven. Yeah. So they wrote, they had companion books, two or three of them for both games. That was basically like telling of the story of the games, but not directly the games. So I was like, oh, so-and-so had the, had a wife and a kid and the family did this. And there's a whole thing to it. So the one year I was like, I just read the Miss book. I really liked the Miss book and was one of the do your own book reports of a book you like. Okay. So I was like, oh, cool. Missed. I like Missed, and we'll do Missed. This is going to be a great time. And it all worked until I had to give my presentation. And then I was like, I don't know how to say this word. Like, I mean, a chunk of them, but like the D or an E or whatever uh-huh. being the big one. So then I'm like, I already hated public speaking as it was. And now I'm trying to process like a two page book report, reading out loud in front of the class of saying these words that probably sound fake. Of course, no one really cares what anyone's talking about it anyway, but it just even sounds worse. Like, okay, we always thought Toby was nerdy anyway. Now he's reading these weird books with these weird languages. And it was a nightmare, but I still remember that because obviously it was childhood trauma. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I mean, like I get, I get for sure why that would be traumatizing. I feel like you're a little forgiven though, since it is like a made up word from a made up video game. Like right. yeah, you're, you know. you're right, Josh, because like 12, 13, 14 year old kids, especially in like late middle school, early high school are very forgiving about things like that. No, so that's you, what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Like, so you're correct. No, you're, you're correct. No one, no one in the class thought it was weird or laughed or anything like that. I had a very similar experience, but um, not to, not to like one up your, your trauma or anything, but mine was with a, a common word that I should have known probably at this point. Um, but it was just a similar thing, like public reading. And I had a thing always growing up where I, I like, I read a lot as a kid and like read comic books and stuff. So I would know words, but would have never said them out loud. <laughs> so one of those words was vineyard. <laughs> where vineyard? I knew Did you keep uh, yeah, saying vineyard? I said vineyard uh, multiple times during a, a reading out loud. I, I got to the end of the th- whatever I was reading, having said vineyard multiple times. And I distinctly remember the teacher, be- teacher being like, oh, actually it's, it's, it's vineyard. And like being the, like so traumatized about that, <laughs> just like sitting down knowing how many times I'd said it wrong. I just feel like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And, and yeah, clearly it was still stuck to me, stuck with me <laughs> to this day. Um, but yeah, I had a few of those, um, but that's, that's the one that sticks out in my mind for sure. Just the like, Yep, knew what the word was. Had never said it out loud. Had no idea. 
See, two more examples of how reading only turns into bad things and why you shouldn't read like I always say. Never, never read, kids. Never read. Never read. Look at the pictures. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Get context clues from the words maybe, but trying to actually read and like yeah. telling other people about what you read and just no good. This isn't a good podcast for advising people to not read since, you know, it's about a hobby that requires reading for, for <laughs> most of the audience. <laughs> you got to be able to read the words so so does it because that's that's a that's a weird slash interesting question slash point i know the audience that we talk to a lot are all english speaking but that doesn't mean that most of our audience has to read the subtitles like we do i would say that most of the people listening to an english speaking common writer podcast probably speak english as their primary language and I would guess most of them don't have Japanese as a second language. I guess that's probably fair. Because, you know, I, that's maybe maybe generalizing, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like for the most part, um, Japanese isn't like being fluent in Japanese and English isn't as common as like if you were going to be fluent in two languages, it's probably going to be English and another <laughs> language that's that's not Japanese. Like I feel like English and Spanish is more common. English and French and German, whatever. I feel like I feel like Japanese is maybe like the fourth or fifth on that list. And people that are truly fluent in two languages, I feel like it's pretty rare. And they're probably too smart to be listening to our show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, it does make so me what, wonder, like, how many like, like, I wonder if there are Japanese language, a bunch of Japanese language podcasts that talk about Common Rider. I would assume I so. Like, I, I, would, I would like I guess, yeah. When we search, like when I search for the podcast, I would assume our results are skewed English because we're in because yeah. we're English. So we just find like the English speaking podcast and stuff. Yeah. I was thinking about the other day though. So with all the shows that we have to read, I was thinking I, again, like a handful of times in my life, like, oh, I should learn a second language or learn something else new and put my brain towards something useful. So I was debating Japanese again. But everyone uh-huh. says Japanese is the hardest. So hard. And even if I learned it my only way I could use it would be trying to listen to Common Rider basically or like yeah, yeah. Sentai anime, whatever. But it just seems like a rough way to learn a language with that with like zero immersion at 40 years old. <laughs> yes. And it's crazier because <laughs> I thought about it because when I was in middle school and high school, uh I know my school only offered um French, German, Spanish which I feel like most American schools do. That was my like those three the, as well. Yeah. Those are staple three. Um, yeah. well, as I got older, computer programming was gracefully allowed as a language. So <laughs> okay. at least I got to do that sometimes. And that's where I learned some of my, most of my computer stuff, at least in the beginning. And I know some schools did Latin too. And Latin uh, seems like a crazy one to me that like you would never use. But now that like we're 2023, I feel like I missed out because I feel like if you went to school now, at least college or high school, I bet you could take Japanese classes. Yeah. My, my cousin went to a bigger school system than me, a bigger high school than me, and he got to take Japanese in high school. And I was always very jealous of him getting to do that because I was in Spanish. And, you know, Spanish was okay at the high school level. I really hated Spanish in college. I tried to, I tried, I thought for a while in college that I would, um, actually like get a minor in Spanish because I was like, hey, this is okay. I'm doing all right at this. And then very quickly, I realized that my Spanish skills 
were outpaced by everyone else's and like a bunch of people had done like a you know semester abroad that i didn't didn't do and they came back pretty fluent and i you know was very basic level still um so definitely hated it there but yeah i was pretty jealous of the uh high school level japanese that my cousin got to do but i so like with that it's crazy because so from i think sixth grade was our test year of take one quarter of each language Oh, okay. And then at the end of six, you picked your language, which you basically rolled with until end of high school. Yep. So I did seven years of, or like six years and a quarter of French. So I got to college and you still needed a language for my major. So I was like, well, they have Spanish one. And I was like, where I live, there's a good chunk of Spanish speaking people. I was like, it'd be cool to learn Spanish. It's at least probably more useful than French over here in America. That was my thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> so I took Spanish one in college and I was like, oh, Spanish one introduction, basic course. And it was one of those courses where the teacher basically did the, I'm only speaking Spanish moves. Yep. yep. So I basically struggled through, I did, <laughs> I think like a month and a half of the three months of my semester. And I was like, I have to drop this. I had to go back to shitty French in college and I wrote, died to the, I finished out my career as a Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only Spanish is the only class I've ever dropped in my in my career. Um, the one class in college where it was going exactly as bad as you're describing there for me. And it got to the point like going to class gave me such anxiety because it was being conducted purely in Spanish. I was understanding nothing. And every single class it would end with like just me, me being on the spot, not knowing what's being asked of me and everyone else understands. And just like that horribleness every day that I started skipping class. <laughs> and like once I started realizing like, Oh, I'm skipping class because I, I desperately don't want to be here. I was like, I just, I need to not do this class anymore. <laughs> so that's when I just decided to drop it. Um, well, yeah, something I would always struggle with. I mean, this is, <laughs> we're in language talk now. Yeah. The, cause all the words, at least I feel like Spanish, and those kind of vibes usually has like, it's either a male word or a female word for like the la or la or that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would always get them backwards because people would try to say like, no, there's logic to it. Cause this is this and this is this. And I was notoriously bad at remembering which one was, which I guess it's to be the gender of the word. If it's yeah. masculine or feminine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it was, it was just, that was like the beginning of the nightmare. And then, like I said, everyone talking in a different language the whole time. I'm like, no, not for me. I got to go. <laughs> got to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, You know, you, you talk, talked about immersion, though. And I feel so I've kind of dabbled in learning Spanish a couple times now in adulthood. Like not not like in an immersion course or anything like that. But like, you know, I've, I've had a pretty long streak at one point on the Duolingo. Um, I use um, it's called something deer there's another app that's very very like duolingo uh that has deer in the name that i'm blanking on right now that i've used a bunch too so like i've, I've done a lot of work when like you know the the alphabets and learning those and and simple phrases and stuff in japanese and like that has helped me pick up stuff that they're saying in common writer it's like actually been kind of cool that like i will recognize some of the simpler things that they're saying and i can actually understand now in a couple couple times where like the thing that they say in the show and the thing that got translated is not a direct translation, more of a, I'm giving the you vibe. the gist. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you the vibe. And that's super fun when I can, when I can recognize those points. Um, 
because I, the the thing that pushed me to to start you know dabbling in Japanese, which I'm kind of off it right now, I need to get back on it. But um, the reason that I started started doing that was because I realized that like most of the media that I'm consuming, like my you know video games and and common writer and all this stuff, anime, like a lot of the stuff that I really love. I could very easily watch in Japanese and or I already already was consuming in Japanese. So I would be getting a lot of the, you know, uh, the language. I'd be hearing a lot of the language where if I wanted to get better at like Spanish, I'd be forcing myself to watch things in Spanish because I'm not actively, you know, doing any of that already. Um, so Common Rider was a big part of why I thought that that might be a thing I could do. Well, like um, after playing literally probably a thousand hours of Yakuza games, you would think like any Japanese would stick in my brain Mm -hmm. and it does not. (laughs) It truly does not. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) So I think, I think I'm doomed to this. I I don't think my brain processes learning (laughs) things anymore at this age. (laughs) Just shut off. Yeah. Just completely done. Um, Well, because we're shut off, let's, let's read emails now. I think it's a good time. (laughs) We're not going to learn anything new. Speaking Uh, of reading. Good good time to jump into emails. (laughs) We got one email this week. Uh, of course, if you want to send an email in to the podcast, you can do that. Send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com. Once again, that's cast at commonwritersucks.com. Our email this week comes in from our friend Charlie, Charlie from Texas. Charlie, of course, last time uh, sent us in a very fun, is it a Pokemon or is it a Kemi game that we played? And uh, this time Charlie says, hey guys, for this email, I wanted to bring back something that I feel has been lacking from the podcast for a while now. The Toby pun titles. Oh, no. (laughs) Of course, longtime listeners have heard my old ideas and know they're some of the worst puns imaginable. So I thought, what if I had AI write titles for me? Oh, no. So that's what I did. (laughs) ChatGPT didn't really understand, even after trying multiple different prompts. So here's all of the weirdly long titles it came up with. Uh, so first of all, I've, I've, I've still continued the pun titles for, uh, for Gotchard. I don't know if you've even known I'm doing that, Toby. Um, I do. I usually giggle. Cause I usually, okay. when the video forum comes out, I notice that there's always, for those that don't watch the video, uh, Josh does what I'll call the Simpsons chalkboard vibe of Josh made a stupid joke. They wants everyone to know, but won't really address. <laughs> I, I do so, that. So I, yep. so I always look at least once. I always see what the I always see what the joke of the week is, and then I feel good about it. So I, I, I do both. I do do a chalkboard. I try to do a chalkboard joke or something to put on the chalkboard, and then the I do like the episode title on the, the title card. So like ones I've come come up with so far, so far that I'm proud of are like "Live Free or Gotcha." I, I did like a diehard theme at first. "Live Free or Gotchard, Gotchard with a Vengeance." Um, then I uh, a good day to Gotchard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did uh, between a rock and a gotchard place. Um, let's see, and then so the, I did. Then then I've been doing dread puns recently. So I did Dawn of the Dread and Dread Man Walking for the last couple episodes. So you know the, the, the puns are existing, but uh, <laughs> we'll jump back over here to Charlie's puns, and uh, these are some great ones. So AI generated uh, pun titles. So th- these are some of these are actually way better than they have any right to be and some are terrible so the first one is gearing up for laughs the geats guffaw podcast common comedy unleashed (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot going on in that one i like geats guffaw that's that's very funny and common comedy is actually really good 
Like I, I'm a little upset I didn't come up with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Next one is Ride and Jest. Common Chuckles Unmasked. <laughs> Ride and Jest also very good. <laughs> um the next one is just kind of legit good. The writer review roundup. That was pretty not nice. Bad. Yeah, that one's good. Next one is spin and win. Common rater unmasking the best in every writer. <laughs> I feel I like <laughs> I, I probably could have got close to that if yep. there was like a Wheel of Fortune game. I or like oh yeah you in, in Geats when like like the early ones. I feel like I could have hit that or something. Not the. Not like the crazy Japanese anime title name where it's like I fell in love with a girl in a dungeon with some slimes. But like <laughs> <laughs> I could have, I could have maybe did that beginning part. As a, uh, yeah, as a side note, I love that um, that that theme that's going on now in in like isekai titles. Just the super long like yeah, I fell in love with a slime and then we got married and then I met the slime's mother and oh my god, turns out she's a demon. Like that, just like four sentences as a title. It's great. Next one, this might be might be my favorite. Gotcha giggles. <laughs> <laughs> nice and simple. Like it. Next one is Rider Rundown. And Charlie says, I actually like this one. Might steal it if I make my own podcast. <laughs> so that, that that's actually a good one. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a, take that one. Uh that doesn't seem to be. Uh, wait, maybe. Oh, we're doing we're doing the check. We're doing the check. On this one, yeah. Okay. Okay, so it doesn't seem to be a rider rundown. But there's a bunch of the rundowns or rundown podcasts. Right or rundown though. That's yeah, it's good. That's good. Um uh what's it called? When when you can Google things and you're the you're the top uh search engine optimization SEO. SEO. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh these next two are amazing. They're also very, very, very good. First up, Henshin Highlights. I feel like we should steal that for something. Like we like, that should be like a 60 sub. second sixty second clip. YouTube yeah. shorts. <laughs> yes, we should call our YouTube shorts Henshin highlights. That's what. Yes, that's because that's amazing. Henshin highlights is so good. And then this next one again, little upset I didn't come up with this one. Common critique. That's very good. K A M E N critique. Yeah, that was pretty good. The one yeah. before that was better. Yeah, Henshin highlights is is good. Gotcha giggles, best one. Let's still say, but. So the other day, <laughs> this reminded me of a, a brainstorming session I had. Uh, dot meme is now a TLD, a top level oh, domain. Oh, nice, nice. So, of course, instantly to go around, go along with common writer sucks. I was looking if there was we could get common writer dot meme as a yep. domain, and that one was not available yet. But then, of course, it gives you there's probably like 400 TLDs at this point in the world. So many, yeah. So I was looking at some, like I was went through the list, and of course, like. The ones that are the funniest to me are the ones that are dirty. So like you, like we can get like common rider.xxx if we wanted to and things like that. <laughs> but the under the fun category, there was a bunch of very good ones I think we should debate getting. Okay. Uh one is common rider.boo. B O O? Yeah. Okay. One is common rider.cool. Ooh, that's good. One is common rider.fail. <laughs> one is dot lol. Uh, one was common rider dot rocks, which would be a good sister site to commonridersucks.com. And the best <laughs> one that I thought was a missed podcast name opportunity was one is dot kids. 
So we could we could have had Common Rider dot kids. The Common Rider kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's perfect. Especially because you and I are so old. <laughs> that's and great. That, that one's good. And then because they have all the the country domains still, we could get um the Me- Mexico is available, so we could get Common Rider MX. And then I thought about it, and Common Rider MX sounds like it would be an actual Common Rider. It does. Yeah. I looked up when we were coming up with names for things. Um, I've done it. I did it for this show and I've done it for other projects and stuff in the past. Trying to figure out something where like the last two letters or three letters of it are the TLD. So like finding a country, like for example, if we wanted to do like common R I D dot E R, like I've always really liked Okay, domains yeah. where, they, where they do that type of thing i don't think dot er is actually a tld but um that, that that's always fun if you can figure that out it's it's maybe like too cute for its own good because then like having to say your domain name is kind of impossible um but as a as a as an internet nerd that that's always been fun <laughs> i will say i just looked up commonwriter.meme and it's available for purchase now so uh, it's probably very expensive because all the phone ones are expensive now. Eighteen ninety nine. According to this I, I random website that I'm on, um, I like Common Rider Kids. I like Common Rider Dot Meme. Dot uh, LOL specifically. I I just signed up for OMG Dot LOL, which is a you basically get a domain. You can have like a little profile page, and then it gives you a bunch of other like forwarding services and stuff like that. So I signed up for that service, and with that. I think that I also get a free dot LOL maybe that I can register. So I have to look into getting a <laughs> common writery dot LOL that I can use. Uh, I, I Speaking of, of, of domain names, then, then we can, we can move on <laughs> onto the show. Uh, I was, we were talking at work the other day about buying domain names. Cause that has been, that's been a, a hobby of mine for a long time is like, Come, come up with something funny and buy it as the domain name and then never do anything with it. Maybe forward it to something for a while. And then eventually like you get bored and you stop, you stop paying for it and you let it, you let it slide. One of those that I owned for a long time was physical.media um, because I loved that concept that I own physical.media <laughs> and I had big plans at some point to make it into like a, a site that would track album releases so that was i was that's what i was going to make was a website that would scrape data and track music that was coming out um kind of week by week and at the time there wasn't really anything like that that exists now there are (laughs) which is sort of and they're probably doing it way better probably doing it way better (laughs) yeah and then when i started messing with it it was like the the way in there was no real good place to get that data in a reliable way. Like no, no website was even really like publishing in a way that made it easy to scrape anyway. So it was a project that didn't, did never really get off the ground. So I had the domain for a long time, ended up letting it go. And then I looked just the other day, we were talking about it at work and someone else had, had registered it, which almost never happens with domains that I've owned. And they like did stuff with it. Like it's like some YouTuber who was doing like limited edition merch drops on the website. And like the thing, most recent thing that he did, which was all sold out was he had done like short films and put them on VHS tapes and sold physical VHS tapes. Yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the the site now. It's crazy. 
and I was I mean, like, it's hilarious. I was so jealous. Stupid, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious and stupid, but it was like, wow, someone did something like way cooler with something that like passed through my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, you know, silly, silly, dumb little thing. It'll happen. It'll happen. Char- Charlie finishes up the email and says, and to the listeners, please join the Patreon. For only $1 a month, you get access to the Discord, where you can chat with Josh and Toby. And for $3 a month, you not only get Discord access, but also get bonus content like Watch and Reacts and the Ramblecast. Uh, Charlie, thank you very much for the advertisement, of course. Charlie's referring to the Comment Writers Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash thecommentwriters or link in the description of the show. Um, yeah, we, we love, uh, we love new people joining the old Patreon. Toby, Patreon's very serious about, um, about letting you take your money out. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't. These, these are the things that I rely on you for. <laughs> so, uh, I, I talked about with you recently taking our money out. I hadn't actually like tied any like bank account or anything to Patreon yet. So then I did that after we talked and then I found out that there's like a waiting period after you tie any sort of like account to Patreon before they actually let you take any money out. Um, Just extra make sure I guess you're not doing any fraud, which is good. It's all good. I'm glad we're not doing fraud, but it (laughs) it was like, oh, okay. So that's now I just have to sit here (laughs) and and wait for we could we could buy the website patreon.one. So it's Patreon. I could probably confuse some people. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, so I <laughs> was was um, reading, watching. I wasn't reading. I was watching. I was watching a video that Jack uh, Jack Conti did. Do you know who Do you know who Jack Conti is? It sounds familiar, but I don't think so. Okay, so Jack Conti is he's like the CEO of Patreon, but he also is the dude from Pomplamoose. If you know the band Pomplamoose. I remember their Christmas things like 25 years ago. Yeah. The, little, ex- the, little, the whatever video they put out where they make it's like music, but random instruments and vocal noises and like, yeah, weird kitschy vibe stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's very strange that he ended up being the CEO of Patreon, but he is. Um, and he's a really interesting dude. And he, uh, I was watching a video of his today. One of his little like Instagram reels or something. He was talking about, that patreon doesn't use the word content anymore um which i really like because like patreon is all about artists producing art and content is a commodity like you know if if you're producing content then so is the person next to you and it's interchangeable and that's not what art is art is unique and interesting and weird that Um, sounds like a very douchey thing that an art person would say (laughs) I'm kind of a douchey art person. I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, you might not, not you might not guess it at first. But I'm kind of a douchey art person, <laughs> so that that spoke to me. Um, let's continue to be douchey people, Toby, and let's talk about Common Rider. Common Rider uh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's have the Common Rider kids roll up and talk about the latest Common Rider memes. Uh, we are talking about Common Rider episode 14 this week, Toby, and of course. We are hot off of the um, the heartwarming tale of Sabi Maru being saved from the clutches of the Abyssal Sisters and Common Rider Dread, and, and the this... power of love, friendship, <laughs> and UFOs. Exactly. <laughs> and this week we open with a T Rex eating Hodoro. 
Uh, X-Rex is what the focal point of this episode is about. X-Rex is one of another one of those level 10 special chemis. The cool ones. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool one. And again, we're going to get some bad CG. X-Rex is not good looking. Uh, no, it looks, it looks very cheap and throwback yeah. to a simpler time of technology. It does. It really, really does. Um, X-Rex is also like, you know, I feel like the build up to UFOX was pretty cool. Like we got the sightings. We saw him a few episodes. Like it felt pretty earned when UFOX kind of then became part of the plot. And this is just, you know, there's a dinosaur shows up. There's really nothing. But our episode opens. Uh, we kind of get a little flashback basically. So we see the common writer get eaten. And then it's like, you know, a few hours ago before that. So we're at I the restaurant. We, Go ahead. When it, when it started with the eating. I was like, wow, this is a really interesting way to start an episode. They're doing like, we're here mid battle. We found one of the craziest things. I think I eaten and just like did like the slow fade. I was like hours ago. I was like, God damn it. We're doing this. <laughs> I hate this. That's one of my biggest media pet peeves. Cause the, the, every show does this like, uh, you know, Oh, Oh my God. What? This is crazy. How did we get here? It's like, Oh yeah, you're we're crazy. We probably needed like a well-told story to tell us how we got here. I wonder if you'll give us one of those. It just, it's always so dumb and it feels stupid and convoluted. And it never, it never pays off for me. At least personally, it's always just like, okay, well we're going to get to the eating part, I guess still. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like writers put stuff like that in because they they think it's like a magic trick and it just never comes across as one to me. <laughs> like, just maybe start the story at the beginning of the story. I don't know why we need to do the weird jumpy thing. Uh, but that's not a common writer pet peeve. That is a that's an all of that's, that's a, that's a general life. A general peeve. life thing always gets on me. It gets on my nerves. Uh, but actually, at the beginning of the story. Uh, we are at the restaurant, Toby. We're at, we're at Hodoro's family restaurant, and they're closed for the day because they're decorating for Christmas. As soon as I saw the Merry Christmas sign and what they were doing, I was waiting for the great death. I was like, it's a little early for Christmas in the sense of when this usually comes out, but I was ready for the downfall. And luckily, you already knew that the common Rider got eaten. So you're like, well, it's Christmas, the death. They've already shown it to me. I know what <laughs> happened. So clearly, that's done. That's out of the way. Uh, Hopper One is singing along as they're uh, decorating. Hopper One's very, very cute and very happy. I like that a lot. And, he loves uh, Christmas. Is this his first Christmas? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was a question. Is it? Because oh, I is feel it? Like... Well, it's not because we find that out later in the episode. Spoilers. <laughs> but, but as far as we know at this point in time, it could be Hopper One's first Christmas. Yeah, that's fair. As as much as like a grasshopper, Kemi can understand the concept of Christmas. I guess. He, he seems to understand everything else. He doesn't understand like when to not show up. But other than that, he, he seems not. to understand everything else. That's true. Like we we don't really have a great sense of the intelligence level of Kemi's. Like they seem, f- no, they seem like Pokemon. They seem smart enough. Okay, th- that was my guess. Was like they're like Pokemon level, where like they're more intelligent than animals, but less intelligent than humans. Would you say that that's fair? No, because there's Pokemon that are smarter than humans. Well, I don't think I don't think Hopper One's like Mewtwo or anything. Well, I'm just saying you're you're being very judgmental of all the of all the creatures now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I am. Uh, Kuda comes in. She's looking all sad, and uh, I really liked that Hodoro asked if she wanted some more of his exquisite freeform cooking. 
Um, but uh, the mom sends them on an errand to go find fir branches. So they 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 head out. I was trying to figure out if when when she was talking with mom and they're all having a, a nice Christmas family time together. I was trying to figure out if this was the scene from the intro and they had it already, but it's not because they weren't having a good time. Kudos to too sad. They're having a sad time with Kudo. Yeah. Uh, we cut to a man who's at a lake. He's looking at a photo. He's all sad. He sees extracts come up out of the water and he gets eaten. A lot of <laughs> eaten people. It's a big, it's a big vor episode. <laughs> I think the best part of all the, we'll call it the X-Rex lore. As it evolves, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that X Rex is basically the Loch Ness monster because he's Pretty even much, ad- yeah. he's even addressed as such. Like they kind of hammer, not hammer home, but there's tons of reference points in this one where it's very much the vibe of all the crazy cryptids that the world already believes there are. It just ties into Kemi's and all this is real yep. in the sense that we're going to pretend like it's real and people are going to believe it's real and all these all these wacky ideas. I do like that a lot that we're, we're building up the, (laughs) it's almost like the men in black style lore where it's like aliens exist. And and, cause in in men in black, they would go pick up the latest tabloid to, to learn about alien happenings. So it's like they were reporting on alien things. No one believed it because it was from a tabloid. That's what it feels like here where it's like people are seeing chemis around and they're reporting on them, but it's just in these weird occult magazines. So no one takes it seriously. Wait, and it, and much like Men in Black, it's a mix of that plus when anything involved actually happens. They just get brain wiped anyway. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very so true. there's no real hanging on to this. So I guess the people <laughs> just see like the flash of the UFO is, is still in the safe zone of they don't need to remove their brains. Yeah, true. Uh, then, of course, on the walk with Hodoro and Kudo, we find out that Kudo, this is this is my first big upset about this episode. I'd been hoping that Kudo had some big secret with all of the like, cause she'd been worried about Atropos telling her basically, Hey, whatever happens, this is all your fault. You and I had speculated like, Oh my gosh, what's her secret? What's she hiding? Was she like working with the sisters? Does she know more about them? No, Toby, it turns out she's just upset because she at one point told Atropos, if you're going to attack anyone, attack us alchemists. And now, she, <laughs> now she blames herself because the attacks are happening. That's so dumb. I mean, of, of all the the payoffs to the, the great secret of the four, first 14 episodes, it was probably the softest, least dramatic way to do so. <laughs> yeah. And like all it took, like, you know, maybe it didn't get 100% result, resolved, but like she presents this of just like, I told her to attack us and now I like, it's my fault that Sabi got hurt. Like, I'm, I'm the reason we're being targeted. And they always pick on you and they come after me and all yeah. the things. And, and, and Hodo just had to be like, no, it's not your fault. Like you just like it was a very matter of fact. Which I appreciated from him. It was very you know he cares about his friends, but it was just like no, like no, it's their fault. Like clearly, uh, I feel like Spider Man does this sometimes too because I'm, I'm a big Spider Man guy, and I always got annoyed about this as a kid. Or he'd be like, oh my god, it's my fault. No, it's the villain's fault. Like you didn't have anything to do with it. The Green Goblin went and hurt your family. Like you didn't do it. Uh, it was always just such a silly like guilt thing that, that you put on a character when I feel like it's not, that's not really how humans would think. Like if you're an alchemist and you know who these sisters are, these sisters know 
that you're part of the group of people, an only group of people in the world who can oppose them, they're obviously not going to attack you no matter what you say to them. Like you should reason out that you're not the reason that the attacking is happening. And even if you are, they're bad people that are hurting you. Like it's, you know, it's not like you like tripped Sabi or anything walking down the street. I was more offended that there was a little farther down the road when they, when they met a small child, uh, <laughs> Kudo was the one telling the child, no, just because you were around doesn't make it your fault. And they were doing a weird morality play on like, yeah, Kudo is smart enough to tell other people like, just because you were a piece of this doesn't actually make it your fault. Like it was your, whatever's doing, but she's not smart enough to see it herself. And then I got that. That's when I got irritated when it became the weird the dual <laughs> morality that she couldn't see for herself. See, I feel like that's at least more realistic. Like that's true of a lot of people where they can give advice, but they can't take their own advice. Like, I feel like that's a human thing. I guess so, so but it's so like, too much. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, 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 that happens next. They hear the roar of X-Rex. They run off to check it out, uh, knowing that it's probably a Kemi. And this is where they meet Sawa, the young girl, as you, as you were saying. Um, she heard about dinosaur sightings, wanted to come get a picture for her dad because he's real into dinosaurs. And he writes for an occult magazine, we find out. No, he writes uh, for the dinosaur magazine, not like the occult magazine. Well, it's a different, it's a different occult magazine, but it's like, it's so it's named something. It, it, it has a similar name as the other magazine, but, right. but, but it's also, but it's, it's, it's the same thing where it's like, it's about fantasy creatures, basically like dinosaurs <laughs> and locked ass monsters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while that's happening, Spanner is uh, up to some nonsense as well. He's on the phone with someone. We don't know who, a, a secret, mysterious voice. And well, I ahead. would assume it was, it's the the the, uh, the weird cloaked figures. You think I so? I guess we can't be too sure. Yeah, they, I don't know. Because they, they basically, they give him the base location of the Abyssal Sisters. They tell him where they're at and uh, want him to go want him to go get the driver from the, 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 the dread driver. And they also tell him to keep an eye on Kudo, which I found interesting. So maybe his, his, uh, what we were taking as romantic advances were more keeping an eye on her because that's what his instructions were to do. That means I'm telling, saying it right now. That means that's, he's talking to Kudo's dad. Could be, could be. I'm calling it. We're I think d- it was a woman's calling, voice on the phone, but it, you know, it could be, could be a voice dips. changer. Could Episode be a group. 14. Okay. Okay. Talking, <laughs> okay. <laughs> talking to the dad. <laughs> All right. Locking that in as your vote. Damn right. And then uh, another, another thing about this that just annoyed me. He, he gets the location of their hideout. He doesn't plan an attack. He doesn't wrangle up the whole crew to go attack them all at once. He walks in the front door completely in open with no plan other than telling them he doesn't like him and he's going to take the driver. <laughs> I'm, here for, I'm here for the thing that makes me mad. It's so ridiculous. He was just lecturing Hodoro like last episode, two, two episodes ago. Like you could have gotten us all killed. Like our lives are at stake here. Like basically being like, you need to think before you act. And then here he is waltzing in the front door without getting any help <laughs> to go take down <laughs> these sisters who have already like kicked his ass. Uh, and he thinks he's gonna, he thinks he's gonna manage. Like I get on some extent, like maybe he doesn't fully 
trust the other alchemist kids. But like you'd think he'd at least go get like Monado to come help, right? Or something. Like he, we well, didn't, didn't trust him either. I mean, why would you get your subordinates to come help you? You would want the higher ups. I guess. I guess it just seemed like he was smarter than this. That was my only thing. It was just like it didn't seem like he was that dumb. But I guess, I guess he is. I guess he is. Um, he gets he gets annihilated basically in this fight. Like he starts a fight, and then one of the sisters actually um, puts on the dread driver. I believe uh, Lachesis is her name. Something, something, or, or, or something like that. And yeah, she becomes common under dread, which I really liked. Like she, the, the, I guess credit to the suit actor plays a very different dread than Sabi did. Like very very feminine like very like cutesy poses and stuff which was very cool i noticed for the first time that when they use the dread driver whatever the power number is of the card the number comes up on the driver yeah isn't that cool like the lights on the driver yeah the dread driver is pretty sweet i think i maybe like it more than uh the gotcha driver must be your next purchase no definitely not no that's the right answer good job (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, I think if anything, I'm I'm gonna buy a Hopper One. That that that's my <laughs> of all of the of all the uh, material goods that I could buy for Common Rider Gotchard, I think having a physical Hopper One is the thing I want the most. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he gets he gets annihilated by the Abyssal Sister, and we don't really see what becomes of him. So they they sort of like blow this kiss that kind of like like blows him up, and then they cut back to the sisters and she's like, well, let's get out of here. So <laughs> we did our part. Yeah. So maybe Spanner is like captured. Uh, we don't really know, but we do cut back over to, <laughs> we do cut back over to the X-Rex uh, team. Uh, so basically what ends up happening is that again, we, we get to what we saw at the beginning of the episode where Hodoro gets eaten by X-Rex after saving Sawa. So the X-Rex shows up, tries to eat the little girl and then Kamen Rider, you know, gets her out of the way, but he ends up getting eaten himself. True hero shit. Indeed. Kudo and Sewa, Sawa get away by using the uh, deep Mariner submarine Kemi, which I thought was pretty funny. I love when, <laughs> I love when they bust out the Kemi's for like their actual use. So like, 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 what, like what, they're, the what they're adjacent to. Yeah. 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 So using the submarine Kemi to go underwater and swim away. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> And of course, in uh, in true Jonah and the Whale fashion, <laughs> the common writer wakes up in the belly of the beast, the belly of X-Rex. It is um, just this pure red soundstage, basically. Yeah, like there's 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 no no life in there. There's no, no. anything in there. <laughs> Looks nothing like a stomach, um, which is which is disappointing. <laughs> and he meets Sawa's dad. And then very quickly, we find out lots of lore here. We find out that X-Rex can read the memories of the people that he eats. Which is a fantastic talent. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe you have that ability, Toby. You've just never eaten a person. You don't know. None I'm, of us know until we try. I was just say you're you're sending me down a dark path. That I feel like <laughs> you shouldn't send me down. Sending us down all, sending everyone down a dark, a dark path. Maybe we all have superpowers, but they're only activated when we eat another human. That's all we know. I think I think Hodoro should try to eat a Kemi and see what he learns. Like the card? Yeah. Do you, yeah, yeah. you think if you eat the card, does it work better than if you eat the animal or the robot or the job or the I guess ancient? that's a good question. I was picturing eating the card, but 
maybe like depending on what it is, maybe it's easier to eat the animal. You know, if it's something you can like fillet or something. Like hopper. Yeah, exactly. I would hopper want to be really good, like roasted on a spit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was dad in the belly of the beast here is, is super upset um, because of his memory that we then get a little flashback about. And it honestly took me like two watchings of this to like fully grasp. So his daughter sees him through a window. He's having lunch or whatever with essentially his publisher for this magazine that he writes for. And he's about to get fired because the publisher doesn't like the article that he's written about the dinosaurs and wants him to write a made up piece about the Loch Ness monster. Basically wants him to completely rewrite what he written. First, he says, no, the publisher is like, man, you're just freelance. If you don't rewrite it, then you're not going to write for this magazine anymore. And then he acquiesces and says, listen, don't say that. I'll rewrite it. I'll do whatever you want. While he's doing this and, you know, he's bending his head in shame, I guess, his daughter sees them through the window. Now, what we're supposed to glean from this is that she, one, recognized exactly what was happening despite the fact that she couldn't hear anything that was going on inside that restaurant. <laughs> and which two, is the main one, which is the main, fl- main, flaw, in this, main flaw in this already. Yep. <laughs> and two, that it would actually... That, that like the dad thinks it would actually bother her because he'd been telling her, I guess her whole life that like, if she has a dream, stick with it and it'll work out. So he's worried, of course, that like she saw him go back on his dream, give up on it, agree to rewrite his article. So she's going to be, she's going to be disgusted with him and want nothing to do with him because of that. These are, these are both big jumps. I feel like for me, <laughs> The the first time that I watched this through, like legit, I didn't even understand. I kept waiting for something else to happen. Like, oh, she's gonna see something else that like really upsets her or something. Like he like he screamed like dinosaurs are fake. Yeah, after something telling, after telling her that dinosaurs are real her whole life kind of thing. Yeah. because I, I, I think that also the first time through I missed that when he bowed, he said he would rewrite the article. So cause because then my first read was like so she saw him get fired and then he and he's upset about that. And then I had to go back and rewatch the scene and I realized that, oh, no, he says he'll rewrite it. But again, it's she a, can't hear that through the window. <laughs> so I guess she just. Unless they talk that much where when she saw like they could have been having like hours of conversations at home, like I'm gonna write these dinosaur stories, honey. And she's like, I believe in you, dad. And she knows that his publisher is a douchebag. So when she saw him. <laughs> Like bow his head and do the shame pose. Maybe she was like, I know what he just did. <laughs> I've never been so disgusted. Uh, yeah. Even though, even though I clearly just bombed an exam, which I explained seconds before my dad's over there doing something bad, uh, do, do, doing something that uh, isn't quite his proudest moment. He's dead to me. <laughs> uh, obviously that's not what she ended up thinking. And he, he sort of builds it up in his head that he thinks that she'd be disappointed. Uh, but man, what what like this huge ado about nothing? Like you could have invented actual drama between a father and a daughter here, but instead it's just this like nonsense plot basically that they <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, that annoyed me so much <laughs> that that's what the whole deal was. The whole second back half of this episode. 
I know it works. I know it's how the show functions. It was just really weird and slow and like half confusing to me. Like yeah. you said, like him, their whole little dream shattering speech confused me. Uh, when they find the picture after all this and they're kind of like, Oh, that made no become, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was confused with like how that worked and some other than the crazy payoff of the secret stories when T-Rex was reading uh, Hodoro's mind, that whole part seemed weird too. Like yeah. out of nowhere, like T-Rex is just like, Oh, he likes things. So now we'll be friends too. Cause the whole befriending all the chemies thing. It works and it works mainly to me. And like, obviously that's his character piece. That's his whole going forward vibe of like, I love all you guys somehow talking to a T-Rex and being like him being like, I love you and all your friends and a T-Rex who eats things just being like, Oh, cool. I guess you do. And just like giving up is just really weird to me. (laughs) Like, it's just not the result I would have expected and just seems like he had to beg the UFO to be his friend for like five episodes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And a, and a, a freaking T-Rex eats him. I was just like, oh, all right. And just lets him go back out. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think that, I think the buildup for UFO X was both like really good, but also has just like completely tarnished me for future level 10 cards because yeah, he had to work really hard to get the UFO X thing going and it took all of them and he had multiple encounters with it to show him that, you know, he was a good guy. He had his best interest at heart. He, you know, was was trying to fight evil, all this stuff. And with this, all that it took was he recognized that X-Rex ate people to get their memories. And then he asked X-Rex if he did it. And like X-Rex agrees, basically. And then he says, well, okay, look at my memories then. That's it. That's it. Like that's <laughs> and and maybe you can you can take it where yeah, X-Rex is super intelligent and he sees all the memories that Hodoro has and he realizes, oh, this guy's a real friend to Kemi's because he sees all the times when he interacted with Kemi's in a positive light and worked with them and saved them and all this stuff. But <laughs> Yeah, comparing that to like the all the work he had to do for UFO X, it just feels so cheap <laughs> at this point. Well, especially uh, too. So let's let's assume that all of the X chemis are going to get a special episode or two of this season. I feel like we're running out of things we can do, of like ways he can prove that he's deserving of the yeah. X chemis because we used. We used trust already, and we used inner self as one. So, like, he can actually fight one, fight one for respect. And beyond that, I feel like there's not much else in my in my slow brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be hard. Yeah, uh, it'll be harder, or maybe interesting if they do a good job to like, you know, see how he can he can win him over. But yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't as into this one. And then, of course, yeah. So then I think that the shining part of this episode was the thing we see at the end of the of the memories here. So Hodoro, we go through a bunch of memories that we know of, that we were there for, for the first 14 episodes. But the very last one is a young boy, who we assume to be Hodoro, playing with Hopper 1. So when the memory ends, uh, Hodoro is basically like, wait, 
what was that one? <laughs> uh, and then that one quickly, was bonus. Yeah, quickly has to hench in and become a common rider and move on and, and fight. But yeah, the very last one, he he does not remember, but it got revealed. So obviously, he knew Hopper won when he was a kid. We just talked about the fact that uh, mind wiping is a big alchemy thing. So I think the easy assumption is that something occurred that caused him to get his mind wiped when he was younger and he's forgotten all of his interactions with Kemi's from when he when he was younger but he he knew Hopper One the reason Hopper One was so excited and maybe came to him in the very beginning was because Hopper One recognized an old friend maybe so if the T-Rex was reading his mind <laughs> the memories are still in there i guess yeah why would Hodoro be able to see the T-Rex reading his memories <laughs> and seeing which ones were being read at which time. He like got to see it like a like a TV show. Yeah, it's <laughs> like they watched it together. Like, yeah, hey, they did. pull my brain out. We'll watch this little TV screen together. I didn't really think about that before, but now talking about it with you, that's a weird... I love the concept that like when a flashback happens in a TV show, the characters are watching it in real time with you. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody just like looks up in the sky and then just starts watching the flashback. Yeah. It's just weird. weird. Looking at that now, that part is very confusing to me. (laughs) It's also a weird concept too, that like if you got your memory erased, would it still be in your brain? Like if you had men in black technology and you got, you got blipped, would, would you still, would X-Rex be able to get the memory back out? I don't know. So I guess that's the weird because at least for for Men in Black, the way they present it is they literally literally remove the memory and then implant a new one. Oh yeah, because in the right. first movie there was a bunch of jokes of like uh, Will Smith got mad that Tommy Lee would just like give him dumb plain brain wipes and then Will Smith would make fancy <laughs> right. like lavish like. Oh, you left him because he was a piece of trash. But you know, you know, you're a strong woman, and you got this. Like when the <laughs> when the what's his name? When Edgar's when Edgar's wife got brain wiped. Yeah, they gave her like the whole crazy back sub story. Uh, when the coroner and him became friends, and she got brain wiped. He gave her a nice memory. But in uh, Gotchard, they just say it as like you have to forget. But it seems more like they just put little blocks. Seems that way around those yeah. segments of your brain where like you just you just don't remember it, but it's still in your head. So I guess that works. That will work down the road as well, because I'm sure all these characters probably have little bro- blocked brain moments that will <laughs> slowly be trickle fed ac- across the season here. Yeah, because clearly they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty mind wipe happy. It seems like, and I guess I guess to lend some credence to what you're saying too is we know that Kachiki has been mind wiped a bunch of times, but he still is like, I feel like I remember this. Like he, he has like flashes of remembering things that he's been mind wiped away. So yeah, maybe it's not. He's trying to work through the block. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but of course that he wins X-Rex over, he gets the X-Rex card. The abyssal, abyssal sisters show up. They try to kill Sawa. Uh, this time, one of the other sisters, the other adult sister, Clotho, um, becomes Common Rider Dread, which is interesting. I like I like that the sisters are like training off as being Dread. I think that that's kind of cool. They can all dread it up, <laughs> exactly. And Hodoro blocks her. You know, he kind of is uh, is ready to fight. He he begins to henchin, and we get a mid 
henshin cliffhanger. He be, he's, <laughs> he's using the X-Rex power. He's got it in his big giant new uh, his new new driver. And we don't get to see what it looks like because the episode ends. <laughs> I was thinking about it specifically with this ending and the big T-Rex monster. This is the most Monster Hunter-ass common Rider probably ever created. Because the big thing in Monster Hunter, the, <laughs> the, the everyone's favorite game series, is basically you kill the monsters to get pieces to make yourself weapons and armor from the yep. monsters. And it didn't really click until now. But this is 100% Monster Hunter, the common Rider. Show. so so true so true <laughs> yeah he uh i don't i don't know if you can uh befriend the the monsters from inside of them in monster hunter but it'd be cool if you could um <laughs> uh, yeah so that that's where the episode ends i'm sure that if you know you and i have a policy of not watching the next time on on an episode so i'm sure if we did we might have gotten a little glimpse of what the the new <clears throat> the new form looks like oh josh is losing it <clears throat> excuse me losing my voice there um but yeah like for for you and i where we we stop it and we don't watch on just the not seeing the full form was just the extra slap in the face that this whole episode felt like it was really building up to (laughs) for me um yeah so clearly (laughs) as we've we've discussed going through this I, i have some issues i think with this episode it was not my favorite i have some issues with the plot and kind of what they were trying to sell me with sawa and her dad and there's just some goofiness with the winning over so quickly of X-Rex, like a giant T-Rex who was like, oh, okay, I'll be a friend. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so fast. And not even that, like the, I was clicking back through the episode while we were talking. Hodro's speech right before he reads his memories is you eat people because you want their memories. And he goes, you're just like me. And then <laughs> pitches the, well, read my memories. So I don't know. Like that phrase, and granted, this, this can go back to our whole Japanese translation for the subtitles issue. Maybe. But yeah. like the way it's presented to us, the English readers from the whatever group did the subs, like the phrasing doesn't seem right. Or like the, the vibe of that conversation doesn't seem right. It makes it seem like Hodoro eats chemis, like we talked about. It's like you're just like me. I eat every chemi card I find just so I can. Or learn or, about he, or eats memories. Or he's a freaking okay. like mind flayer and just steals yeah. like steals thoughts and brains and stuff. And like that's never been his presentation. It's the <laughs> lovable scamp who wants to be friends with everybody. He yeah really right like like his whole thing is he believes in in the inherent goodness of the chemi right and nothing about what x-rex has done indicates an inherent goodness like hodoro is like oh you eat people because you want their memories like okay okay his reasoning for eating people still means he's eating people like i don't know (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't make it make him seem good and it doesn't make him seem the same as hodoro it's very strange uh I, i guess positives about this episode i did like the one moment where they explain that X-Rex likes to You don't have to, to do eat. this. What are you doing? <laughs> what? What? You don't have to play both sides. If you don't like it, you don't like it. No, I, I just thought of one thing I liked. I'm, I'm explaining the one thing that I liked that I thought of. Uh, I liked that when they were explaining what X-Rex does, that he eats people. I liked that Hodoro was like, but why does he eat people? <laughs> and Kudo was like, what do you mean, why? <laughs> that was a great moment. Kudo was like, he just he eats people. That's the thing that matters. Like, What do you mean, why? Uh, that was that was that was a good that was a good part. I suppose <laughs> the rest of it sucked. 
I, I do think this is an episode that really suffers for them forcing the two episode arcs. I think this would have been much better served with three episodes where maybe we get introduced to the danger that is X-Rex. Episode two, we work on winning him over. Episode three, we can do the big, he's our friend now, let's let's win the battle. But like forcing it into two episodes, we had to do so so much, but also so little this episode. Like we had to get to the he's our friend part. We just didn't have enough breathing room for the danger and the winning him over stuff. Uh, yeah. So hopefully next episode's better for me. So I looked up X-Rex on the official Common Rider wiki. He possesses a curious nature, quote unquote, eating people so that can peek into the person's mind to know them better. This allows X-Rex to recognize one's sincerity, such as Hodoro, and ultimately lends its power to the young man. So I guess the only crossover there is that it likes sincere people or it likes good people. So when X-Rex ate him and realized he was a good person, he was like, we'll be friends. But then with on that case, it makes Sawa's dad bad that he was just chilling in there. Yeah. I hate this guy. He seems like a real dick. He's staying here. Yeah. So like it's I still feel like it doesn't It doesn't work, no. It it, it tracks maybe a little until you like peel back the first layer and then it like it stops tracking again. <laughs> I guess I guess the show as a whole has a problem with this where how to how to explain this. So like Hodoro comes at the Kemis with the idea of like, again, their inherent goodness, right? Kemis are, are good. I want to be their friend. They are corrupted by human malice to become Malgums. I get that. I get what they're trying to, to show. It's a very Pokemon thing of, you know, Pokemon are good. They give back how we treat them. Totally, totally get the vibe they're going for. In actual practice, they don't ever really show the Kemis to have, like, to be good most of the time. Like, the one exception I can think of is, like, Wrestler G, where he clearly, like, there was a bit of morality built into that card. But a lot of times, the Kemis are treated more as just, like, wild animals. <laughs> yeah, like, as, play, as plain Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. As plain Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, like, I guess, like, X-Rex just fits in that, where he's just sort of a big wild Pokemon that like maybe you can catch him and find some of those traits out about him. But like when he's in the wild, he just seems dangerous. <laughs> he just <laughs> seems like something that you have to overcome and capture. Uh, so I, I think that show struggles with that in general of like, you know, Oh, all Kemis are my friends, but like this one I'm, I'm using a fishing pole to catch and like, then it fights me. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I, I guess you could become friends with it after that, but it feels weird to start a friendship that way. I don't know. It's not, they're not good at sticking the landing. They have good ideas. Sometimes. Yeah. They're not good at sticking the landing. I'm excited about finding out about Hodoro as a young child and, and his whole, his whole story. I am. I am genuinely excited about that reveal. This episode. I feel like that it, I feel like it to go back to a very old guess. I feel like the not knowing his dad brain wipe scenario lends more credence to him and Kudo being related. I yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
I think that's why they're that's why they're best buds, and that's why they don't show his dad because if he got his brain wiped, so if his dad was a common rider, and we know that random guy gave Hodoro the driver, yeah, you know Kudo's dad was the guy that gave him the driver. We know that that's Kudo's dad. Yep. So now that we know that he knew knew slash saw slash was involved with Kemi's as a little kid. And he's not supposed to know his dad now. I feel like their their budding romance just hit the Luke and Leia vibe, or we're getting very close to it of that reveal. And that's there. That's going to why they're gonna. That's why she has a soft spot for him. That's why they get along. I don't. I still don't think that. I guess he could have had Kudo with a different mom because that was always the flaw of this thing. Because the mom knows Kudo now. Yeah. Yeah. If Kudo was her child, she would know Kudo was her child. (laughs) How funny would it be though? If that, if if that's the answer, that is what it is. It's, it's both their dads and maybe, maybe Hodoro doesn't remember him, but then they also have to explain. He just had never moved that thing in front of the photo in, in many years. Like, like, well, you know, we always had the picture of dad, but there was always that thing in front of it that I never looked past. So I didn't really know what he looked like. (laughs) that's great that's great that'd be so good yeah i i feel like it's more set up for that than ever at this point (laughs) well i I think i think this episode proves that this show will show you the back of a photo making you think it's relevant and then we'll show you the front and it's not relevant so like (laughs) who knows maybe they're going to show us that photo eventually and it's just going to be some freaking guy and you're not going to know who it is and and it's not going to matter yeah (laughs) Maybe they're going to tell you Kudo has a secret. Then they're going to tell you she's really doesn't. She's just upset because she talked to a bad guy one time. Maybe that's going to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of swerves I could do on this. <laughs> I think that I think the dad thing's going to not pay off very well. I think I think I don't think there's any way they can write themselves out of this where it is a reveal for the audience that makes sense that Hodoro wouldn't know, unless it is some some crazy mind wipe shenanigans going on it has to be a mix of that and then kudo being a sister but then they obviously like his mom like his mom would have to be a mom which is fine but that that, that's the only that's the only relief of this that i can possibly see at this point that they have the same dad that'd be fun i like that i like that idea of like half sister kudo i think that's that would be cool i'm into that (laughs) there there are definitely some um some twists and turns they have to answer before we get to that point. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, I think we've rambled about this particular episode enough. Uh, I've been I've been mean enough to this episode <laughs> of Common Rider Godchard. Yeah, shut it down. <laughs> yeah. All right. So well, that'll do it for us for this week. Uh, Toby, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, on Twitter, it's Life of Tobes, and on YouTube, it's Tobes Plays. I am uh, on threads. You can find me at Pretty Dece Josh. Uh, I think Elon Musk had an extra round of being crazy this week, so another big exodus of of Twitter people <laughs> came over, I think. So, you know, maybe maybe find me over there if you're signing up. I started the uh, hashtag Toku threads uh, hashtag, I guess, or th- threads tag or whatever you call it. So, you know, f- f- follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Try to do work. <laughs> do, doing work over there. Um, 
Also, if you would like to send us an email, again, like uh, our friend Charlie did, send us over to cast at commonwritersucks.com, cast at commonwritersucks.com. And of course, check out the Patreon. We would love it if you would do so. Uh, $1 gets you into the Discord, or $3 gets you the bonus, uh, not content, because Patreon doesn't say content where we learned. Uh, all the bonus stuff that we do, you can check out our watch and reacts. You can watch Common uh, Writers shows with us if you want. We're working through X-Aid right now, uh, kind of like Mystery Science Theater, but for Common Writer. And uh, three bucks a month gets you all of the past content. So we finished up Black Suns. We are uh, halfway through X-Aid. We've done some movies. We did the Geats movie last week. If you want to watch the Geats movie uh, with us fanboying over top of it, that's a great way to do that. So check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash writers. We'd love it if you would do so. So again, that's going to wrap it up for us for this week. We'll be back next week to check out episode 15. But in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Peace. Peace.